Our sister tribe is steeped in the belief that women support women. The world becomes a more connected place. The tribe was built on a foundation of strength, love, and community. We are a group of women on a journey of transformation through mindful practices and intentional living. This pathway of endless discovery will create space for greater shifts within each phase of life. Welcome. My name is Jean Wilbert, and I'm a trained yoga therapist and wellness advisor. I've been teaching yoga for 15 years, and I specialize in sound and energy work as well as trauma. Our Sister Tribe podcast has a mantra. We learn it, we live it, and then we lead it. I will help you to discover blind spots you may not realize you had, as well as help you recognize your inner potential. Remember, our story is not to limit us in life, but to help guide us to our full awareness. The answers you seek are within. You simply need to hear them. So come join us on this journey with both an open mind and an open heart. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody. It's good to be back. I'm your host. I'm Jean. Boy, oh boy. Um, what we're going to talk about today, um, I talked about it a couple weeks ago in, in my yoga classes, Pray for Challenges. And I would heard about it through a really famous yogi, uh, Travis Elliott. And when I had heard it and just hearing him talk about it, I could... 100% relate to this in so many different ways in my personal life, um, with relationships, with um, being a yoga teacher. Um, and why are we going to discuss pray for challenges? Like, it doesn't even make any sense. So, let me go back. Some of you might have already heard this from my classes, but I'm going to go just like a little bit deeper and maybe um, you, you can really allow yourself to, to get uncomfortable. And that's really what this is about. I, I have talked about other podcasts about this, but I love the way that he um, broke it down. And so I'm going to break it down just a little bit more in the sense of, you know, why. So why it's called Pray for Challenges. He said that Tibetan monks pray for challenges every day when they do their prayers. And when they pray for it, they're really at peace for praying for challenges. And they ask it from the universe, from God, or, you know, whoever the Tibetan monks are praying to, is because they truth, they truly know that, that they know that having a challenge in their life will help them grow. Period. And this is how we look at it with, with different cultures and, and different people around the world. So Shaolin Buddhists, they call it eating bitter. And I love that. And Buddhists call it eating bitter because they say, if all we ate were sweet things, and as all, if we always just, you know, ate the great food and did the easy things, all this sweet stuff, right? It made life just so easy. He said, of course, we know, we all know that we we stay in the comfort zone. 
but they know if they never get uncomfortable, they will wither away. So they call it eating bitter, trying to, to eat foods that are not so sweet and do things that are not so sweet. Beautiful. So the Navy SEALs, which you hear a lot about lately, Navy SEALs are embodying breathing techniques and a lot of this mindfulness stuff. And, and, um, but Navy SEALs call it embrace the suck. And that just really is, you know, embrace the hard stuff. I mean, think about, I mean, I don't know everything that the Navy SEALs have to endure, but I know it's, it's rigorous. Like it's definitely probably we have all heard, right? One of the hardest trainings that anybody has to go through to become a Navy SEAL. And so the last one is he put it in into yoga terms, which I love. And he calls, um, praying for challenges, it's called in yoga, tapasya, tapasya. And which that word is Sanskrit, which really literally means purification of moving through challenges. Purification of moving through challenges. So what we teach on the mat, right? We're purifying the mind. We're purifying the physical body. We're sweating most of the practices, right? So, and it all is through challenges. Even though like a surrender class that you're on the ground, um, you're not going to be sweating, um, but you are purifying the mind and even in the body, just even because it is uncomfortable to sit in these poses for three, five, maybe even eight minutes and really stretch the, the physical body. That's a challenge for average people. Like I, I can see it just a seated forward fold. That's a really big challenge for a lot of people. A lot of people can't do it. There's so much um, tension and stress in their back body that some simple poses that I think are, are yummy, some people look at it as just like, like a really big challenge. So what I wanted to talk about is to go just a little bit deeper into this. Why? In the, in the world of yoga, and especially the, the training that I have done and that I have continued to do, you know, as teachers, you know, we, we were taught to, you know, believe it or not, that, that students won't come back if the class is too easy. They won't. They'll come back when they're challenged. And when they are on the mat and they're being challenged in a sense that you're encouraging them and then they see that they have potential, right? That they can do things more than they probably thought they ever, they probably never thought they could ever do. Um, it'll bring them back. And that's one of the most important things is that, you know, obstacles, struggles, challenges, let's just face it. There's so many people avoid that. They avoid being uncomfortable. Let's just face it. I think I, I will 100% agree to that. I mean, my book was one of them. I didn't want to be uncomfortable. I didn't want to put myself out there. I didn't want to finish it for God forbid what people said. And now I'm like, yeah, I don't even care. You know, once you get past that, something that I did, I don't even care that's, you know, whatever. I had 225 people buy the book and, and that was great. Was I looking for anything else? No, but I, 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 it was a challenge. It was a challenge for me to do something that made me uncomfortable, and that was to write a book. One of the things that I really noticed is that Pickleball came to Lifetime, 
And I used to get so mad. Everybody blew off yoga and was doing pickleball. And I got thinking, oh, pickleball, what the heck? And what I have learned through pickleball is it's much more than just this, this game. And granted, I did play tennis. And what I love about pickleball, it is, it is my tapasya. I am purification of movement through challenges. It is very challenging for me to pick up this game at now 58 years old because, you know, we get stuck in these habitual movements. And yes, I used to play tennis. So like my mind and brain wants to go, you know, how a tennis racket should, should be, you know, how you should move and swing at a tennis racket where it's completely different. And what I love about this, and, and there was a whole study, like you can look it up. There's a whole study that these nuns in California, they, they, they picked something every single year to learn, to do something different. And one of the reasons was is because they knew that they would keep their brain and their mind stronger. And because every time you do something new, right, we fire up neuroplasticity and we strengthen the mind. And so that's what I feel like in pickleball. Like there's so many different things that I'm trying to learn and it is so frustrating. And, you know, everyone goes, oh my gosh, you look so competitive on there. And I go, it's not that I'm competitive to anybody that I'm playing with or against. I'm competitive to myself. Like I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to learn how to hit the ball, you know, the right way, how I can place the ball, where, how hard I'm hitting it. All of that is tapasya. Like it is complete tapasya for me. And I'm embracing the suck because it's challenging. And then you play with these really great players and I'm just trying to absorb it and take it in. And so, you know, I encourage you that pick something up new, literally. And I've even heard people like they don't even join the book club because they're like, oh, I can't read. I, I, you know, it's so hard for me because I can't concentrate. If you can't read and sit down and read a book, then I challenge you to read a book. I challenge you. That, that's probably one of the things that you need to do if you can't do it. I mean, think about it in, in such a way. I mean, I'll 100% agree, you know, 30 years ago to read a book was challenging because, yes, I didn't have that comprehension and I always felt very distracted and my mind was already moving. But when you, it's like anything, the more you focus, the more you do it, the, the, the repetitive over and over and over and over again, it becomes easier and easier and easier and easier, period. So... I want you to um, have the, f- the frame of mind of something. Like, like, what if you started a new job? If you've never started, everybody started a new job, right? That's, that's something that's, that's a challenge. What if you moved? That's a challenge. You have to find new friends. You have to adjust to your new surroundings. You have to learn the streets. You know, what if you, um, again, picked up some other sport? I mean, I see so many new people in yoga. Um, they, you, they'll tell me it's their first time and then they'll walk out once it starts getting, you know, I hate saying the word hard, but it, it is when it gets challenging or it gets hard for them and they pick their mat up and they walk out and I want to grab them and tell them, don't do that to yourself. Stick with it. I am constantly trying to tell people stick with it. It's the challenge is what's going to change you. And we all need to evolve. We all need to keep going. Think of it as, as if you can change your mindset and I've had many podcasts on this mindset and attitude is everything in life. 
It is. And if you can stick to that mindset and go, okay, this obstacle that's in front of me in our world, in yoga, the obstacle is the path. It is the path. Like nobody comes to the mat. Let's just face it. Nobody comes to the mat and can do breath and movement and get all the poses, you know, first time around. There's just, it's never heard of. So that's the path like learning it and trying to understand it and feeling our way through each and every pose. So if you look at it as that's the way, that the challenge is the way, the, 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 the struggling in whatever you're doing, I always say, we do it in yoga, it's like, it's the mud, like you're in the mud of struggling. Think of it, you ever stuck your feet in like, you know, you didn't know it was mud and you're stuck and you couldn't even kind of move, you couldn't move your feet. When you're in that, you almost have to be like, okay, I have to figure out how to get out of this. And it makes you think. It makes you process. It know that everything's like a practice and a learning edge and experience for you. Not at you, but for you. So there's a thing about in yoga, the lotus flower. Actually, they all um, uh, live in these ponds. And... They, they live at the bottom, like the, the sun comes out, what, they live at the bottom. They're in the mud, they're in the dirt, it's murky, it's dark. And lotus flowers, when the sun comes up, literally, they, they go towards the light. And they go and they grow and they come up and they come up through the mud, through the darkness, to higher to the higher surface, break through the water as the water is purifying it as it comes up and it reaches up beyond the surface of the water and it shines into the light and the lotus flower is absolutely beautiful it's it's doesn't have mud on it it looks like it's just perfect in a sense i hate using that word but it does right but it goes through all of this every day and at night it goes back down into the darkness into the mud into the muck and it does it over and over again why we don't have that concept that it's okay to be in the mud it's always when there's a little bit of a push or pull or when there's this resistance that's when you get to that point you have to say to yourself that's the point where i'm getting stronger that's where i start to build this this courage it's it's that it should give you the momentum to to keep going when you feel that because then you have to figure it out i guess it's like you know why do we avoid being uncomfortable i think that's the question everybody needs to ask themselves i'll never forget i might have said this in another podcast but i'll never forget this you know um, there was a couple that comes to yoga and he'd been coming to yoga probably i don't know six eight months maybe nine months maybe not even that long and after um, a class one day, he kind of pulled me aside and he said, I, I got I to gotta tell you something. And he goes, I've never told anybody this. He's like, but you made me realize that I, I avoid being uncomfortable. I avoid it. I don't, I don't want to be uncomfortable. And I said, 
so how do you look at being uncomfortable now? He goes, I understand it now. Like I understand that I have to be uncomfortable. Like I'm going to have to have those uncomfortable conversations with my wife or coworkers or children. Like that's just part of life. It's just how do we handle it? That's, that's the difference. And then what did you learn from it? You know, a lot of times when we learn from, you know, facing that difficult conversation and then it, we had it and it's over, it wasn't as hard as what we thought it would be. And it's almost kind of like a relief, right? You can almost feel like, ugh, you can feel yourself exhale. Um, you know, I think most of us simply just avoid discomfort on purpose. I think society has done that to us. I mean, physically, mentally, emotionally. I think, of course, that it's, it's natural because our brains are hardwired to go into the opposite direction of pain. And it doesn't, it, regardless of, of the type of pain we're, we're going towards, our brain doesn't want to do that. Our brain, our subconscious mind wants to keep us comfortable. You know, so how can we be more comfortable being uncomfortable? That's the question. You almost have to ask yourself that. You know, one of the things that I love about teaching yoga is I try to bring something different to my classes each and every week. Um, even though it's a theme and I'm always trying to work their mind and really let them think about it or emotions, trying to poke them just to, to wake them up in a sense or come back home, I come come back to self. You know, when, when, you, when we bring in like different poses or challenging poses, which is on purpose, um, I'm trying to teach them to get comfortable with being uncomfortable and not to give up because that's what yoga has taught me that that we have to be uncomfortable otherwise we we will never cultivate an experience or we'll never cultivate wisdom now that i'm older i feel like i have all this wisdom just because of all those uncomfortable situations i have had to deal with over the years and learn from you know every single one of them so here's some ways to just simple ways that you can you know embrace discomfort take the risk Take the challenge. Really, maybe you should write down something that you're avoiding. Maybe that's it. Start there and then take the risks. You have to take the risks. Why not? Really? Try new things like, like a new food or new activity. That's something that um, I'm trying to do is to try just different things, especially foods. I get We all get caught up in in um, our, what we love and what, you know, we're not going to stray from what we love, but if there's an opportunity to try something new, why not? Why not? So explore new experiences, even if they're different than what you're used to, like plan a trip and go on a hike that you've never thought you would, or maybe do something and, and take a class or, you know, go to a workshop that you never thought that you'd ever thought you would do. Try it. Really? We have this one life, literally, and we don't want regrets, do we? Don't want to be those people. You don't. And one of the things I think for a lot of people is get uncomfortable and being discomfort in a social setting. You know, I know there's so many people that won't even walk into a yoga studio because you know, they're uncomfortable with that. 
they don't know anybody and then they already you know feel like oh i'm i'm not i'm so sick of this i'm not flexible and i'm not strong enough like stop that if there's one place that you should always be safe at it's a yoga studio in a yoga studio room i want you to tell you something i take yoga all the time i never pay attention to anybody else on a mat I am so in my breath and so in my body, I could care less what anybody else is doing because it's my practice. And when you go there knowing that with that mindset and to make yourself go and don't leave the mat and go and do this class or a cycle class or what if it's a a bar class or warrior sculpt or something like try something new. You know, when you there's a whole saying, you know, get uncomfortable being different. Get uncomfortable being different. And I think the being different is trying everything. I'm not saying take a risk for your life or anything like that, but you know, be different. Be that person. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I didn't bring a friend with me to pickleball. I did it all by myself. And I think that that's the problem with so many people. They're afraid to do things by themselves. And yes, I 100% agree buddy systems do help. But I have I've built enough courage within myself that I will do things now by myself. I am over that, you know, like I know there's a lot of people that won't go to the movies by themselves. I've done it numerous times over the years. Uh, eating in a restaurant by themselves. I do it all the time. I am so comfortable in a restaurant by myself. You know, I'm at that point where I'm going to try things and I don't need a buddy. And I love that because the only person I can rely on is myself. Period. Nobody's living my life. My friend's not living my life. I'm living my life and you need to live your life. So if you feel that you're in a routine, which, you know, there's, a, there's been studies done that routines are good and you should do this every day, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, there are certain things that I do every single day. I, you know, you get up, I write in my gratitude journal, I have my tea. There's a little bit of ritual there. And rituals make you feel at ease, right? And, and definitely in control. And, but... You know, what a constant routine really does is dull our our sensitivities. So think about a time in your life when you've driven the same route repeatedly, like most of us do, like going to work. And after a certain number of trips, you start tuning out most of it. You don't even remember. Um, That happens to me all the time. It almost scares me. Like I'm so in my head, like I have to cross over this major bridge over the lake to one of the clubs and sometimes I think oh my god I don't remember crossing that bridge and that to me it's just I'm 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 the only there's just one way to get to this club it's 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 it's, there's no way of changing my route and if I did I'd be adding more time but so there is some things about rituals that we have to do but you know if we don't get out of our own comfort zone we might find ourselves you know tuning much of our life out on a, on a daily basis. And I know that all of us have like certain routes that we have to go to work. 
And to me, I know there's certain things that I have every single day that are routines. But what I do do when I go to the gym, I don't park in the same spot. I don't walk in the same way. I use different doors. I constantly are doing things differently to change it up. Because when you experience new things, when you let new things happen to you, your body you know, creates this brand new neural pathways that fuel this creative spark and enhances your memory. So, you know, there's one study research tested the memory, you know, of, of participants by showing them images which are related, which are rated as a novel or familiar or very familiar. And the best results came when people were shown a novel image followed by a familiar one. So while repetition helps with memory, mixing in new information is important as well. So that's why it's like important that being uncomfortable is something we should embrace. You know, and putting yourself in a new unfamiliar situation triggers this like unique part of the brain that actually that releases dopamine and it's this natural makes you happy chemical, really. So how can you, how can you go out today or tomorrow and cultivate a challenge. How can you do that? So I want you to do this. The challenge is for you is to get past that initial feeling of wanting to return to the normal, to the comfortable, to the familiar. So you can grow and benefit from the discomfort. Nobody, and you hear this all the time, you know, like, oh my God, I, I learned so much from that experience or I learned so much of, you know, and I've heard this a lot with people um, that gotten sick or somebody that, you know, had to have surgery on a, on a joint or a, not a joint, but like a shoulder, or, you know, or their foot. And it taught them a lot about themselves. Like it taught them, you know, how they couldn't sit still or they taught them that, you know, they never figured out that being still is okay. And, you know, just out of certain things that have happened to certain people, they, they learned through that experience because it made them uncomfortable to be still or not to be still. I always say that, um, you know, we call it in yoga, like we, we teach a familiar pose and then we teach, you know, a novelty pose or unfamiliar pose, or, you know, we change the arms or just something really simple. And, and one of the reasons I know as a teacher, personally, how I teach, I'm constantly trying to change it up and trying to get creative as, as best as I can. And one of the things, again, like I just said, you know, we need to, um, do things not so ritually every day, because like I said, if you change it up, it actually, you know, embarks this creativity within you when you do a little bit of something different each day. And I, I notice that when I get myself uncomfortable, you know, it improves my performance in whatever I'm doing. And I do believe it gets me more creative because I feel like I'm firing up these neural pathways. So go into this next, you know, week and figure out like, what could I change? What could I learn? It could be one of those little, I guess, challenge for your, for maybe for the rest of the year. Maybe pick one thing each month that you want to do. Take the plunge. Take the risk. Take it. 
So the next time that you're doing something, you know, when you're feeling uncomfortable, then you're ultimately doing something right. But don't just put a, put a toe in it and, and, and slowly go in. I want you to jump in. Jump in and do it. Completely jump in and do it. Because there's no way that you're ever going to learn anything about yourself if you do not jump in. Period. There's a... I'm going to find it here. I wrote it down because I was like, oh, this is so good. Um... Where is it? Oh, hold on. A couple little notes here. Um, yeah, so there's this quote, and didn't say who it was about. It said, the only person that you are destined to become is the person you decide to be. The only person you are destined to become is the person you decide to be. Hmm. You know, great work is always done by people who are not afraid to be great. And I think that we all are destined to be great in our lives. I don't feel, you know, that that one person is, is more talented than the other. I think that everybody is creative. I think everybody has potential. I think everybody has greatness. I, I believe that we all need to just tap into it. And whatever our limiting beliefs or whatever something somebody said, you know, we have to overcome that. Like, what do you want to be? And I know that personally, you know, I want to continue to evolve. And I don't want to be the same person I was last year. I don't want to be that same person I was 10 years ago. Because there's so much life out there. There's so many great things that we can learn and explore and do. And why not? And it's not that you have to be great at everything, but even just to try to be at something like, I mean, I know there's lots of people who are playing pickleball. Are they great at it? No. Am I great at it? No, but it's fun. And I'm learning a lot about mindfulness more than I did in even yoga. Like, I mean, I have to like focus on the ball, focus on the ball, focus on the ball. <laughs> like, you know, there's like, you can't be anywhere else. And I'm not going to be you know, a professional pickleballer. But what I do know, it's really teaching me to be more present than I feel in yoga sometimes. So, and I'm taking a risk, right? Every day, getting out there and doing it. Um, Mark Zuckerberger had said, the biggest risk is not taking any risk at all. In a world that's changing really quickly, the only strategy that is guaranteed is to fail is not taking any risks. Do it. Jump in. Of course, I'm not asking you to jump in front of a bus and take a risk. I'm not telling you to do something stupid, but I'm definitely saying, you know, be selective about how and when or why you're embracing the discomfort because every situation, no matter what it is, it can benefit you. I, I can't even explain. Like I am a yoga junkie, but now I, I know the benefits, you know, even more just playing pickleball. And I love it playing just, you know, two people, but I love it with four people. I learn from each and every person that I play with every single time. And the benefit is, is that, you know, ultimately I'm finding this courage and definitely an awareness that's more heightened than I always felt like I have and an understanding and allowing just to see how I can get out of this pickle or problems or hurdles that, that are 
that are there, that are really there. Because, you know, opportunities help us grow and learn. That's it. They always, opportunities help us grow and learn. And so what's the one thing that you've been trying to avoid because of discomfort? What is it? Be honest with yourself and then trust yourself. Trust yourself that you can come out of the mud and go into the light, even trying it. Don't regret not trying something. Don't, don't live that life. So that's it. That's all I want to say about it. <laughs> so find your tapasya, find it, find your purification of movement through challenge, find it. If you're my yogis or embrace the suck with the Navy seals and definitely remember that eating bitter. Don't eat all those sweets. You guys eat something bitter, 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 bitter. And I love it. Um, I haven't, I'll be honest with you. I haven't sat and prayed for a challenge. I haven't done that. Not that I'm afraid, but I found it interesting. I feel I put myself, um, challenging when I create uh, maybe a different class. I'm putting myself out there because the challenge might be how my students receive it. So I always feel like I'm always kind of putting myself in there in a challenge with how I teach or or what I'm doing or maybe even just a conversation I need to have. So I feel I'm always faced with challenges. All right, guys, don't forget that question. Write it down. I'll say it one more time. What's the one thing that you've been trying to avoid because of discomfort? If you have anything or any questions, you know you can find me on Instagram. I am under yoga author enthusiast on Instagram. I am on Facebook. If you have any questions, love to help or answer anything that you um, are wondering about. Have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day. Thank you for listening. I'm always so grateful. Until next time, much love. Hi, this is Jean. Each week on our Sister Tribe 1.2 podcast, we strive to provide you with the tools to empower each and every one of you to find your true self. Be sure to tune in next week where I touch on another beautiful element in our journey of discovery. In the meantime, find us on Instagram and Facebook and join our private women's group. And don't forget to subscribe. Namaste. Namaste.